Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Pup and that is Sam. We're really excited to talk about this film, this documentary, This Land, which is available to watch now. It's, I saw it on uh, Prime Video, but I Im- imagine it's on pretty much all streaming platforms. Yes. What you did was you went pretty much to every state during or leading up to the 2020 election, and you talked to people on both sides of the, the ballot box, so to speak. So I thought that was pretty cool. I just wanted to ask a question, and then I'm going to let Sam take over, because he is more of a expert, shall we say, on, on the, the politics side of what we do. But my question was, how were you accepted as an, I mean, air quotes, outsider that really didn't have a horse in the race? You didn't, it didn't, you know, affect you really one way or the other, right? Because you're from the UK. Is that right? I'm from Latvia, actually, which is like <laughs> Northern Europe, small country. I have lived in uh, London for a long time, but originally I'm from Latvia. Okay. Did- you find that people spoke more freely to you because you you didn't you weren't biased, uh, you know, for one candidate or another. Uh, I mean, I was trying not to be biased, I guess, as all of us. <laughs> but uh, I think potentially, yeah, because we were a big group of people. You know, it was besides me, it was uh, my co-producer Brian and Matt who directed the movie, and we knew that we will not be there because we can't be in every location at the same time. So. We tried also to have these like a, you know, unit directors from around those locations to like be part of the conversation too. So I think we, because in the documentary, the trust is like the kind of the most important thing. And usually you would go and research and spend more time as a character and then like go shoot a couple of times. But because of COVID, we couldn't really meet a lot of people in person for too many, like many times. And also because of the structure of the film, that it was just two, three days of shooting, it was like the specific way how we kind of hoped we can get this trust through Zoom, which was uh, not ideal, but uh, I think worked in most sense. And I mean, we had much more characters and throughout the research, we kind of narrowed it down to the ones we thought are more like open-minded to put us like, be like, you know, to allow to like shoot part of their lives because especially like sometimes with camera, people get more conscious of the way what they're saying or how they're acting. So maybe the factor at least one of us is uh, not uh, American help, but I think it was also our director's Matt's approach, especially to like people from the, you know, like Republicans, you know, to give a bit more, uh, understanding about the project because I think there's a lot of uh, belief that if it's Hollywood if it's film then it's definitely very liberal and you know people were definitely scared to be portrayed in a bad way so uh, I don't know if it, I hope it answered some of your uh, part of your question yeah well I to that point I think you did a great job of really trying to balance things and showing perspectives from both sides and not casting anybody in an an unnecessarily negative light. Um, I thought I thought you did a really fantastic job of of just maintaining a a, a pretty non biased perspective and and uh, just allowing us to see what what these people think without. Uh, I never felt like words were twisted or anything like that. I thought you did a really good job with that. Thank you. 
Um, I do want to go back to actually something that you mentioned a, a minute ago, and I'm curious to know how you went about selecting your subjects. Um, you said you had more that you ended up not including, but how did you identify people to talk to initially? And then how did you shrink that down to the, the group that made it into the film? Um, we firstly wanted to like select hopefully like a, you know, the wider backgrounds and also not just like, you know, personally as a stories, but also as environments, like, you know, we wanted that it's like cities and rural and, you know, like a mix. Uh, so that was like one way how we went about the characters and some of the characters we chose because we had a connection through like another project that they might not like. I had a, I co-produced this another documentary called The United States a while ago, and it had some of these characters we had met on that project. So, and they didn't have a big role on the project, but we met them during making that movie. So, because there was already existing kind of relationships. So that was uh, important to us too, because as I said, it was such a short period of time to like shoot them that some kind of a previous connection was uh, necessary. So it was try, and I guess we also wanted to find some characters that are like, how to say, you might like uh, not, there is some like uh, stereotype types we wanted to kind of break when you see like family in Dallas, Texas, that doesn't mean that they will like be Republican, you know, like Republican or like if you see the gay couple, you would assume the other way around or they both are like very liberal. So, you know, some of it also like play just to show that our stereotypes not necessarily are always true. And we shouldn't just like judge people from like, you know, where they live or how they look. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you did that. I think that's a great idea. And yeah, a great way to turn that on the head and kind of challenge some of the the assumptions that people make so often about that. I think that was wonderful uh, the way you did that. Was the film, as as we got to see it, uh, was that your original idea or did it did the direction that you took the film or, or where you went with this, did that change over time, especially in light of January 6th? I mean, we shot it fully before January 6th, right? <laughs> so, and we, I think pretty much was like, we were like deep in the edit when January 6th happened. So it's like, I don't think, because how to say this? So the film was about politics, but not really. It was more like a, just a slice of life in like, a, you know, these people's lives. So mm-hmm. I think like, because of that, in some ways, January 6th didn't have a big part in our movie, you know, if it would be a bit like, you know, more political driven, then I think it would be hard to like ignore it. And it was also interesting for us, which we didn't know that we will not have a result, you know, because, you know, we were there for just these two days, mostly in all locations. So in our minds, we would get to like some kind of result, but because of this specific election, you know, and how it went down, we didn't know the results. So we needed to work around the fact that like everyone knows who won, you know, watching this movie, but it's not like a part of the movie kind of because it wasn't revealed during the time we were shooting. So I think like, yeah, we stayed to like as true as we can just on the footage we had, let's say that, you know, and didn't want to use like 
any like archive or any other type of footage that like would work against the kind of the message of the movie. Sure, sure. Um, are there any plans for a follow-up? Check in with them <laughs> two years later, four years later, something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, they are like the couple is not together anymore. No, I mean, no, 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 I'm joking. joking. Oh, oh, okay, okay, oh, good, good, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was joking. No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. It was actually, originally, me and Matt had this idea to just, it wasn't connected originally to the election. We had this original idea was kind of, you know, having those, like, snippets of, like, life around U.S. and, like, like choose very wide group of people and have it, like, more like this poetic view on the country, especially for me, it's interesting because I'm not from here. Uh, and we realized that we need to tie it around something. And I think around 2000, before pandemic, I think 2019, we kind of thought that we will need to do it around the election because it came clear it will be pretty like charged events in the, you know, I don't think there has been a charged election as like 20, I mean, I guess 2016 was, but I think people didn't expect the results as they turned out as much, where this was a bit more like a, you know, everyone was kind of, not everyone can say that, but a lot of people were like passionately in it from both sides. So then we decided to like, you know, frame it around that. But I don't think there will be a second part. <laughs> I think we'll okay. move to a different topic. Sure, sure, okay. I was just gonna say, what you said about the, the married couple, that, I'm sorry, but that seems like the kind of thing that would break up a relationship, much less a marriage. And especially because uh, of the partner that was the conservative, I was telling Sam earlier, it seems like he was supporting a candidate or a, you know, a party that didn't have his best interests you know, at heart. So I, I just, I would love to see a follow-up with the couple specifically. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I mean, there was, I, I think you see it also with like a Jason story, you know, the dad uh, and the son whose wife was deported. It's the same thing. So for me, it's always been tricky because we just had elections in Latvia like less than a month ago, like three weeks ago. And we have, I think, 12 political parties or 11. I mean, seven or eight them get actually in government and then you have like coalition and opposition you know but it's like i think like human being is just much more nuanced than like one or other and i think like also like knowing these characters you know it's hard when you like have these two opposite choices and there is actually so much in the middle so when you have more options you can like you know choose what is more leaning towards like what you stand for. And it might be like politically, like, you know, like socially this, economically this, or socially and economically this, you know, it's like very yeah. different right here. And I like, I think in Europe just generally, you're not like as a person necessarily like characterized by a party. Like no one is like calling someone uh, like a name of the party. It's not like a thing. No one really like, it's not a, heated thing as much like you know what you voted for you know I was like okay you want for this okay yeah I mean it's like at the end of the day like because it's so many parties they will need to find some compromise between three or four so it's not like one is doing everything and then that like you know 
four years pass and then others just take the full swing on like changing everything totally. So it's very different. So that's why I feel like knowing these characters, at least some of them that I personally got to like talk more, it's just like, I feel bad that they have just these two options, you know? And I hope that, I don't know, ranked choice voting and like open primaries and stuff like that can like help just to change it a bit in this country because independent parties see like a third party still seems like a, unfortunately, that's the only thing I think Democrats and Republicans agree that they don't want a, like a third force <laughs> in the politics. They, they can't agree on anything else, but that I think they do agree on. Yeah. Yeah, Pub mentioned before that I was the quote unquote expert on this. Um, and I actually worked in Congress for a while for, uh, for a few different House members. Um, and what you talk about there is exactly why I got out of it. That, um, but uh, uh, the, the expectations were that you would be with the party 100% of the time and there's no room for nuance. And, and as things got increasingly personal, it just took the, the fun out of watching policy happen. Um, it wasn't about policy anymore. It was about personality and that, yeah, I, I lost the joy. Um, I imagine. <laughs> Sam mentioned something and you mentioned something as well. Uh, that's a real problem with Americans. And I'm going to say it flat out. That's a problem with Americans. It's very either or. It's either I'm right, you're wrong. There's no middle ground. And it's only gotten worse. I mean, we don't get heavy, heavy political because it's just so ugly sometimes. But what we do agree on is nobody's agreeing really on anything. It's always they said they said it's always like I said, I'm right. You're wrong. There's no there's no middle ground to say, you know, I could be wrong about this thing and you could be right about that. It doesn't make either of us less of a human being. There's a lot of ugliness and a lot of, oh, and God, the internet, don't get me started because people have, <laughs> people have the, pardon my French, they have the balls to say whatever they want from behind a computer keyboard or a phone. On Twitter. Yeah. On Twitter. <laughs> Twitter there's a, Hello, yeah. Yeah. They're not a sponsor and they never will be, unfortunately, but um, <laughs> you're so right. And what you were talking about in your country, having more than a couple parties, I think that's something that, and Sam, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's something that a few American people would really embrace is having more than two choices. And the independent, I'm independent, but I couldn't tell you about any of the, you know, it's like, we don't, we're just these little people that are sitting here going, I don't like you. And I kind of like you, but I don't know who to, so I think we need to have more options, honestly, because it's, it's such an ugliness right now. Yeah, I concur. Let's see, I guess the, the only other comment that I had or, or question that I'd written down, um, I, I did, I loved it. I thought it was, um, I, I mean, like you said, it's, it, the film did a great job of just looking at lives as they happened and kind of with this backdrop of the contentious election, but, but just looking at, at who people are and what they think and how on the one hand, like their lives change and on the other hand, it doesn't. Um, you know, the, the family that was separated where the wife's in Mexico, like their lives are still the same when they woke up the next morning or the week after. And yet we think that this, it's this big monumentous, uh, event that's happened. Um, but one thing that I, I really loved that the, the gay couple pointed out, the liberals said that, you know, I, 
my partner is such a kind, caring, compassionate person, and yet he supports a party who is not, and their policies are very much not. Um, and I think kind of observing the way that, that things have happened, um, people that I know in Washington and, and that I've worked with, I've seen where one side tends to have policies that are supposed to be very helpful and very kind and, and supportive of, of all people, but then the actions of the people within that party are not. And conversely, I see the actions of people uh, from the other side being very concerned and compassionate, but their policies are not. And, and I think at the end of the end of the day, I mean, we we're already talking about the dichotomy that we have, um, that it, we get these just only these two choices. And I think it ends up, we end up screwed all the way around. I'm happy you mentioned it that, because that was, I think, one of our like, not goals, but like things that we wanted to show that the next day, none of these people's lives really change, you know? And I don't think they have, if we would go today, I, probably they haven't changed much radically, you know? from all the aspects, you know? So I think it's like, and you know, the girl character in Chicago or Native American New Mexico, you know, they kind of, you know, say from just like totally non-interest in politics because their life has been the same since they remember no matter which party has been in charge, you know? So it's like, yeah. uh, and it probably has Deferred slightly, but not that they can feel it in their daily lives as much. So I think it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's true that like one aspect we wanted is like you know people just like go about their days the next day, and you know hopefully they're happy about the results, but uh, it doesn't like have that big change in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. So what's next for you? I am. I'm actually the next movie is the one that we are releasing soon and the one that I'm like in a post right now are fiction. I love documentary, but I like go between both. Uh, and they are like crazier. The one is like a story that is like focused, it's called Send Off and it's focusing on a, kind of a, it's not really about Me Too movement in Hollywood, but it like touches the themes of like, you know, how famous people can get away with stuff and how people around them know, but they kind of pretend that they don't know because it's like, you know, the status games and all of that really is like, and then when things come out and everyone was like acting surprised and stuff, even like, you know, it's just about like dynamics in the industry. And um, the other one how, called Hiding Places is a, it's also very different. It's like a comedy drama about this, interracial uh, couple who get a fugitive in their backyard and they're kind of trying to figure out what to do with him to turn him in allow him to stay you know so it becomes like a lot of things happen there okay <laughs> He's, uh, yeah so I am uh, finishing these two but uh, I hope yeah I hope to get back to documentary that like I really it's as a producer I think documentary is also different than fiction because especially in post-production, you get like a lot of freedom, but it's like, you know, you get much more building in like a building the story where in fiction you have a script and there is things you can change, but it's not like, you know, drastically change a story or like, a, so like, or different structure of how it's going to go. So as a producer, and so, I mean, I love both, but uh, 
uh, I really love documentary filmmaking. So hope uh, to return to that too soon. Excellent. But uh, yeah, I'm happy that you enjoyed the movie because I think some people go in it and we have had some feedback where they think that we are trying to like, I don't know, uh, heal the divide in the country or like, I was like, I wish we could, but that definitely like, you know, and we are also like not charged with like being like against this or for that. So I think it's like, it's harder. People like more like a charge things and like more activism in the documentary filmmaking, but we are trying to stay uh, as more as documentary filmmakers, less than an activist, maybe that could be the way to put it. Which is one of the things that I really enjoyed about it. Um, I, I don't like being preached to. Um, I like to be able to figure stuff out for myself. And I thought this did a great job of just laying the information out that here, here is life here, are the perspective, this is, you know, these are real people's stories. And, you know, whether, whether somebody voted for Biden or voted for Trump, it wasn't because they were trying to screw the country over or anything like that. They're glad to be here. They love America in some form or fashion. And what they think is best just looks different. Um, but that presentation that I, you just, you lay it out there and I get to choose. I, I, yeah, I really appreciate it. I'm happy. That. <laughs> happy that you like, thank you. Right. It, it was definitely more of telling a story rather than pushing a narrative, which I also, like Sam said, I really appreciate it as well. And I just love, there was like these little moments and we, we could go on and on about, <laughs> about the, about the documentary, but there were these little moments that I just absolutely loved. And one that probably shouldn't have made me kind of snort, but it was just like this foreshadowing where the the older gentleman was talking about uh, riots and why he um, supported a certain candidate or certain uh, former president. And he was like, I haven't seen one of those riots yet. And I was like, oh God, months later, year later, <laughs> has, this, has this older gentleman seen himself saying that and thought, oh crap. Or is he like, you know, how firm are they in their, in their feelings or their beliefs? But I like that you weren't like, we support this. We want this. It was just like, this is what these people believe. And this is what, you know, where their mindset is. And uh, really quickly, I wanted to touch on, you said the native American man who is the coolest dude. And I would love to talk to him and the young black woman, she said something that resonates even, even like with me, I would, she was like, what difference does it make? And and I think if anybody says that they haven't felt that way, they're lying because there has been a point where you're like, why even, why bother? You're just changing the head of a malfunctioning robot. You know, I think a lot of people have that apathy. And I think films like This Land can maybe show, hey, there's people that are gay that feel the same way as you, that are a, a different color that feel the same way as you. It's like, it's not black and white, no pun intended. It's not straight or gay right? It's everybody's internal compass, I guess. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Caught him off guard. Sorry. <laughs> no, I would, I would agree that, that there is, um, you know, the, the young woman from Chicago, I think, uh, I, I think she summed it up really well. And even something having been there and, and been in the halls of Congress and seeing stuff happen there, um, I, I've lost my interest in it. I don't care for it that much. I, when I left, I stopped reading the news. I stopped watching 
the news. If it didn't happen, if it didn't affect the sports world, I didn't hear about it. So yeah, I, I think that there's just a, there is a, a lack of interest in the sense that it, things aren't going to change, you know, other than my team won, hooray. Uh, but, you know, one presidential candidate winning over another, for the most part, has very little impact or, or just as much impact as whether or not, you know, the Cowboys or the Eagles won the football game last night. Like, yeah, it's great. And somebody's happy and somebody's upset, but it doesn't really change my life. I think I found it interesting because I often feel here, I can't vote in this country, but uh, I feel that people are going to going to vote not because they have a passion for their own candidate or party, but just to not get the other people, get their person and party. And that's like a very also a, you know, different incentive. It's not like you are really passionate about what you are voting for, but you are more anti-passionate about the other side. So that's like, okay, we need yeah. to like not let them, you know, and you're like, okay, ours is also not great. But, and I think both sides have that. I think like even now, just today, I think there was a New York Times piece from uh, Georgia and some of the Republicans were like, not great. I'm not a fan of like, you know, or option, but I don't want, you know, Democrats to like win. So I will vote for him. So it's like, you know, a bit of that kind of, which is, Again, not a you know great incentive, but I guess that's how it's built here, unfortunately. It's so childish. It's like taking the last peanut butter cookie so your sister doesn't have it, even though you don't like peanut butter cookies. You just don't want them to have it. Oh, gross. <laughs> Can people follow you on social media? Is there a website? Yeah, I'm, I'm like not big on social media, but uh, I guess I use like, yeah, I have Twitter, I have account, but I haven't used it in ages. I don't look at it much, but uh, I think only thing I still have is the Instagram that it's like my name, just like two ends, like Undine. But uh, yeah, I'm not a big, but I wish everyone to watch the movie and this land film has an account and okay. uh, I hope it can like, you know, not necessarily influence anyone's thoughts, but just to like have a maybe a better understanding or a bit more acceptance of, a, you know, where people are coming from. Uh, so that's which, help. which I think is actually a more important way to influence people's thoughts is just to give them additional information and help them see other people's perspectives. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And it's just, it's a, the film is something that we would hope would make you think at least and, and maybe you know, maybe understand your fellow human. Well, that's cool. This land is available to watch now. You can watch it on like Prime Video, uh, probably Apple, Apple Films. iTunes, yes. Yeah, iTunes, thank you. I couldn't think of what it was. And uh, it, it's been wonderful talking with you. Thank you so much. It was a wonderful talk with you too. I appreciate the time, Nadine. Um, and, and thank you for sharing your film with us. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. You too. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.